Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. All right, we're back with another podcast. Elliot, I feel like we need to get to know each other a little bit more. Like, I don't know, even know who you support. <laughs> who do you support? Uh, I'm ashamed to say I'm a West Ham fan. What okay. That's not too bad. You're not a threat to me. I'm, I'm Arsenal, so, Ooh, okay. you know, we're, we're looking down on you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a few Arsenal mates. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just can't say anything back to them, to be honest. You know, you're top of the league and I can't say I can't say anything back. We're, yeah. we're doing rubbish. <laughs> no, we're, play, we're playing really good football this year. I don't yeah. know what happened to you boys, because there was a period when you looked like everything was going well, like David Moyes was doing bits after he settled in. Yeah. Uh, um, I think, when was it? Like a couple of seasons ago or last season? When were you doing like, all right? Yeah, There's a period when you were like challenging up there, like top five or six. Yeah, <laughs> last couple of seasons. We finished sixth and seventh, respectively. So yeah. Obviously, we're in the uh, Europa Conference League at the moment. We got a nice trip to Ayanapa, uh, Cyprus. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I just don't really know what's gone wrong. To be honest, you know, David Moyes, some of his tactics are a bit questionable. I right. Think they're maybe a bit outdated as well. Yeah. Certain players not been performing. Um. And yeah, we just found ourselves in a really bad moment, and you know, we can't really get out of it. You know, we're genuinely in a relegation battle. To be honest. Yeah. So, it's a shame, really. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. But um, yeah, you, you guys, do you think you win the league, Arsenal, or? Uh, well, how many games we got? Thirteen games. About thirteen games left. I hope they don't choke because there's been yeah. a number of times in the past when we've choked. But Arteta's done some bits. You know, his mentality, everything, the way they're playing, they're playing like champions. So I'm, I'm hoping we're able to sustain it. Yeah. You um you play Sunday League as well. I remember on a call you said you play in a Farrak League. Yeah. I used to play in a Farrak League when I played um when I lived um. Down that way. Well, I, I used to play for Man. You know Man Bakers. No, I don't. Uh, well, anyway, what what where what league are you in within the Fight League? Uh, what division? I, yeah, Division Two. Um, okay. So where we're not too bad. Um, but yeah, I've, it's it's hard playing football sometimes now because yeah. you know what I, I you know you go out on a Saturday night and yeah. you come back and you're a bit true. lagging a bit. So I think my football days are probably a bit numbered. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the boys do it. Like the team, like, I'm I'm older compared to my team. Like my team, I'm mid twenties. I'm I'm thirty one, and like the boys, most of them going out obviously like you on a on a smash on the sauce on a Saturday, and they still turn up and play. Like some of them are chundering on Sunday morning before the game, and they're still playing, scoring goals. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing this? I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, my stamina's gone yeah. for that, you know. Back, back when I was like, I don't know, 21, 22, it'd be like work. I'd get in at three or four in the morning and yeah. bang it out. But now I'm a bit older. I'm 26. So yeah. I'm going on 27. So, yeah, it's yeah, a bit you, harder now. You, stab, you lose your stamina, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. You so, all right. Nice, mate. So, I thought this would be a good podcast to do. We were, um, you know, when to go live. You know, a number of our traders are, you know, still, you know, a lot number of them were still early in their journey. It'll be demo trading. Um, obviously, yep. demo trading is completely different to to real trading. Like my little brother, actually, seventeen, he's he's just started demo trading. He's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm doing quite well at the moment. I'm like, Luca, mate, this is you, it's not a real account. Like you try go and shift to a real account. The psychology behind that is massive. Like you know, you see if you're going to do those same numbers, you're not going to be. You know, so um, you know when when from your from your take, when did you decide to transition from demo to live? Like and why? Yeah, so for me, it took me about six months. Um, I remember I'd, I'd done a demo account for about a month and I was like, right, I'm ready. Let's get onto a real account. Yeah. And I just lost like quite a bit of money, to be honest. Um, not not quite a bit, but compared to the account size, it, w- it was, you know, I wasn't having much, much success. And I jumped too quickly into trying to do the real account. Yeah. And I think it's just so important to look at it as a journey. So... I sat back and I thought, right, I need to, you know, refine my strategy, um, look at what I'm doing, you know, really study the markets a bit more, really understand it. 
and I just went back onto the uh, demo account for about another six months. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, like you say, the psychology is so much different. Huge. I think if you can um, just get and get a flavour for what a real account is like um, within like your first, you know, six months to a year, I think you're really like onto a winner because. Mm. You just you just need to get used to the fact that there are some trades that you're going to lose, and you know the market is going to teach you a lesson on many occasions. So many. It, it it really depends on you. You know, obviously, if you're working full time, how much time do you have to commit to trading along the side? Have you got your weekends free? So, you know, it could take you a few months on the demo account. It could take you six months. Could even take you a year. But it's mm. just not a race. As long as you keep going, I think bit by bit by bit, I think you get there. Definitely. You know, with you, you you say about refining your strategy. What what does that entail for you? For me, it, it's, um, so I keep a trade diary. So, mm. you know, really understanding why I'm losing trades. Like, is there any sort of repetitive pattern that keeps coming up in my trading? Mm-hmm. Am I making the same mistakes? And, you know, really looking to understand what the market is doing, backtesting, seeing how different currency pairs react, um, how they react to different fundamentals, what time do they produce good demand and supply zones, um, all that sort of stuff. There's so many things that go into it. Um, so yeah, it really just depends on, um, a lot of that kind of thing and refining your strategy, seeing what works for you. Um, cause it, but to be honest, it does look different for everyone else. Mm. Everyone's got different rules, you know, That's it. some people might have a certain rule where they say, ah, oh, no trading during spread hours, which is nine to 11. Or some people might have a rule saying, ah, oh, I only trade off Fibonacci's, which are hit the 61.8% level. You know, there's so many different things that can go into it. Definitely. Like, find what works for you, I'd say. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, because one thing for me that I established, um, you know, refining my strategy was I can't trade um, before the London Open. I have to trade after. And also after 3 p.m., I can't trade. Like, it just doesn't work for how my strategy. Like, I yeah. will lose. Like, I've seen that time and time again. And there's still... You know, there were still times when I had to learn that lesson, you know, even after I fucking lost a lot of money from doing it, but then I still did it again. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's finding what works for you, what works for your strategy. Um, so yeah, time, time is a big thing. Do you, do you have specific times where, where you trade? Yeah, so I I avoid um, trading during spread hours, like I just said, which is 9 to 11 p.m. UK time. Um, yep, I, never trade the Asia, I never trade the Asia session as well. I think the Asia session is just good for liquidity build up. You sort of wake up in the morning, see see what Asia's done. I think ra- Asia's mainly um, used for ranges. You can use that liquidity. Um, but yeah, so I don't trade Asia. Um, I, I get up about quarter past seven in the morning, look at the charts for half an hour, mm. see if there's anything worth taking just before London. Don't necessarily trade London, but if there's something I see, then yeah, I do. And then obviously the, the New York-London crossover as well, which comes at about um, 2.30, I think mm-hmm. that is. Um, which is obviously you've got the highest volume there. So, you know, there's more likely that your trades are going to get carried to there, take profit or mm-hmm. even stop loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just just the hours where the, the volatility and the volumes are the highest, I think, is the best to trade. So, yeah, London, London um, New York's my favourite, yeah. Nice. And I think, obviously, outside of refining strategies, then also getting yourself to a position where you've got enough capital to trade with. Like, obviously, it's a given that some people don't take this into consideration is trade what you can afford to lose. Like, be prepared that money that you're setting aside to lose it. So why you're demo trading as well is, you know, if obviously with your supplementing with your, your your income, start putting aside what I used to do while I was building my, my capital and obviously perfecting my strategy was every week I would allocate X amount of, of funds to my trading account. So I keep depositing in, deposit, 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 while I'm paper trading, you know, while I'm refining my strategy, but I'm just getting that money ready. You know, the money that I can afford to lose that I've set aside. So start preparing yourself financially on that front as well, I'd say. Yeah, definitely, yeah. 
I'd say as well, like if you can, if you like, if you're into investing as well, put some money aside into investments, mm. um, and then over time that can build up and leave you with a nice sort of pot of cash. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice, at Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. Yes. So just just me personally, I, I invest in um, assets like Bitcoin, Ethereum. I've got a few stocks as well. So... What I'm hoping for is once the bull market returns, you know, I'll have a nice bit of cash that I can actually, you know, uh, transfer into my um, trading account, which I can then use. So I Definitely. think that's, that's quite a good way. Definitely. But also as well, just, you know, just putting in the hours at work. If, if you're lucky enough to be able to do overtime, you know, you can really sort of put your mind to doing that and setting aside that extra cash well um, for your trading account. Definitely. Um, well said. Yeah, the world's yeah. your oyster, really. Exactly. Just on your point, you know, because I just picked up on it because it just always brings me a flashback, right? <laughs> I, so from 18, right, I built up a very, very, like up until mid, my mid-20s, I built up a very good stock portfolio, like nice dividend paying stocks. Um, and then, at, um, yeah, it's like when I was 26, I liquidated all my stock portfolio and put everything into crypto. I did really well. But now it's hit a fucking shitstorm, excuse my language right now. <laughs> but I'm still getting decent money from like staking. Like I'm staking a few of my um yeah. f- few of my holdings, which is generating quite a decent I- income. Like my polka dots doing really well. Yeah. Um ADA. So but yeah, I've literally put I've you know, put my life, <laughs> not my life, but a decent chunk of my my life into crypto, you know, because yeah. I, I do see it, I do see it as a future. Um, but it's just waiting for that bull market to return, you know, it's yeah. a little while away, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Seems. Yeah, yeah, especially with all those, um, you know, signs that rates are going to go higher as well. That's not going to do very well for, yeah. um, for Bitcoin and Ethereum because traditionally, you know, the risk, the risk on assets don't really fare so well when, um, you know, the safer assets like, you know, bonds and stuff are doing really well. Exactly. When you're getting a good return now on bonds, which is safe haven, you know. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy stuff. It'd be crazy it? not to take it. If you've got a lot of cash there, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 100%. No risk. No. Not at all. So, what other what other things do you think we, we can consi- someone consider then? You know, go before they go live. Um. So, I, yeah, just to really, really make sure you're managing your risk. Mm-hmm. Um. When when you use a small amount of risk, so for yep. me personally, I use 025 percent risk per trade. So okay. My stop loss is 025 percent of the whole account. Yep. So when I trade and take that particular trade, like I'm just not emotionally attached to the money. Not at all. It's, it's like if I lose, I lose. Like I don't have to sit there. What I used to do was I used to sit on my phone, take the train and just, you know, hearts racing, getting oh, a bit no. sweating. You're thinking, shit, like this needs to hit my take profit. But it's because I was using too high a position size. Oh, can I, I say something? That's a really horrifying position to be in. Like when you know when you think back to that, being in that state of mind, it's scary, man. You don't, it's not nice. It's not your nice heart racing. <laughs> like if you've clo- you can't take your eyes off your MT4. Oh. And then as soon as you open it, if you see red, it's like, oh no. Yeah, it's <laughs> you just know? the worst feeling. It's awful. When, when you know you get stopped out after risking like, too much money it's just the worst sinking feeling but yeah like i said risk management is such an important thing if you're managing that risk you're just not emotionally invested into the money so if you lose you lose definitely not and what made you sorry just quickly what made you pick out 0.25 percent why why just just because it's such a small amount of the whole account yeah it just makes me less attached to it Mm. so i can just leave it i'll take it and sometimes now i'll take a trade and i'll forget that i'm in a trade because it's just such a small amount of money compared to the account size definitely but um yeah and i think when you do that as well um you can just ride out the the ride out the uh the trade better for sure let it just go to your take profit because you're not really as fast and if it hits your stop loss it hits your stop loss and give you that's just part of the game but definitely i think another thing as well just just accepting that losses are part of the game like you know even the even the greatest traders out there they've had to lose 
on many occasions, you mm-hmm. know, they weren't the complete trader straight away. So it's just having some, I'd say like compassion for yourself. Like, you know, you're going to lose some trades and like, it's, it's going to be a bit rough, rough at times, but it's just, you know, if you really want it, you can just carry on, get through that, write your trades down, see where you're going wrong and just, just keep going. If, if you keep going, you'll definitely get there. Exactly. And just on that point, some of the work, like the worst traders on the planet are now some of the best, you know, everyone has to go through that really shitty period, you know, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and you can have a you can have a really shitty period. Then you can all of a sudden have a very good period. Like it's really um subjective if you like. It change you can change in a heartbeat. To be honest, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, just never give up and keep going with it. That's what I'd say. That's it. Talking like I'm some pro for ten years experience. No, no but, but um, you sort good, of learn the it. Good, the hard no, way, but that, no, but that's good. You've got the right mindset. You know, you know what what needs to be done, and and I'm sure you are. But you know, it's it's just not going back and making those stupid mistakes. Yeah. You know, you, you're on the right path. So nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I think that's enough value for this this podcast. Short (laughs) and sweet. Elliot, I'll see you in the next one, buddy. See you soon, mate. Thank you.